This is episode 23 of the Soul of Sensitivity podcast. I'm Anna Holden, a professional intuitive and energy healer. I help highly sensitive people dig into the shadows of their soul to access their gifts, reclaim their purpose, and get intimate with their ultimate truth. I also teach intuitive development and mentor emerging healers through my Sacred Rebellion programs. Each week on the podcast, I explore different aspects of living a soulful, sensitive life. I'll bring you stories of other sensitive, creative pioneers, as well as my own thoughts, teachings, and tools. This is not the beginner's guide to sensitivity, but rather the place for sensitive souls to gather up their courage and pioneer their way into a life of personal freedom and spiritual sovereignty. Your sensitivity is sacred. Are you ready to live that way? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soul of Sensitivity. This is episode 23, and this is the last episode of the season. I'm sitting in my office with my brand new recording microphone and feeling rather professional. Uh, Before, I was just using some really simple uh, earphones with a microphone. And I have to say that this, like, Um, big teal Yeti microphone makes me feel really, really pro. So I hope that the sound quality is better for you. Of course, I always want things to sound as great as they can for you. This is the last episode of the season, and I, I know that that can seem a little weird that we're ending on episode 23. Why 23? Because when I set out to do this podcast, I really just wanted to do it to jump in and to to create this this thing that needed to be created. And I didn't really spend a lot of preparation time uh, outside of scheduling interviews to think about how I might want to do a podcast in seasons. And so it's kind of come to my attention that it's time to do things in seasons. So this will be the last episode of season one. I'm going to be taking a three-week break to regroup, to have a little bit of time off from the, you know, kind of the the race that is, you know, recording and, and putting things out, um, and to really consider how I want to approach season two. I have some ideas kind of bubbling inside for how I want to create season two, but I would really love your feedback. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, kind of know what it's like, the way that I've been doing things, I would really appreciate your feedback. And I've created a really short uh, three to four um, kind of voting um poll on my Patreon account that is public. So if you would like to have some input on what gets focused on in season two, please head over to my Patreon page. It's www.patreon.com forward slash sensitivity uncensored. Of course, I'll put a link in the show notes. And before we go any further, I want to acknowledge my newest Patreon supporter, Tracy. Thank you so much for your donation. It means so much to me that you listen to the show and that you like it enough to want to support it. 
If you like this show and you'd like to support the work here, I encourage you to go to that Patreon page and donate at any level that is comfortable to you. And if you don't have the means to donate, that's fine too. Something that is just as valuable is to leave a review, an honest review, on iTunes or in your favorite application. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the statistics for what happened in season one. And as I go over these numbers, you know, I'm just extrapolating the, the stats, the numbers from season one. I would love to see how this actually matched with your experience. So as I go through these, feel free to kind of put a note in to send me a little email and be like, wow, actually, Anna, I really like this or I really like that. And the numbers didn't seem to show that. So you're always welcome to email me and be like, wow, that's not my experience. So statistics for this season. We had 22 episodes before this one. You seem to really like the interviews that I did more than the episodes that were just me talking. That is such great information for me. I can give you less of me, less of my rambling stories, and more interesting interviews. Your most listened episode was episode number one. Now, it could be that y'all are just kind of going in order, that you're just taking you know, kind of a meandering walk through the episodes, which I totally get. I love to do that with podcasts where um, I'll kind of savor each episode. But at least according to the numbers, that's the favorite. And episode number one was where I talked to Heidi Frank Palmer and really set up kind of the theme for what it means to be a sensitive, creative pioneer. And we did that interview as a way for all of you to get to know Heidi and have an understanding of who she is because she and I co-create and co-lead the Refuge for Sacred Rebellion. And within the School for Sacred Rebellion, the Intuitive Development School, she is a co-teacher and will be moving into more and more leadership teaching roles um, as the months go on. So that one y'all really liked. The number two most listened to episode was episode number 16, which was an interview that I did with Dr. Sabrina Kimball all about SIBO. And this doesn't surprise me. For those of you who listen to this podcast, oh, maybe you found it through a friend or, you know, maybe you've been following my work for a long time and know me because of sensitivity or intuitive development, you might not be aware of all of the SIBO resources on my website. And this is not because I'm an expert in SIBO. This is because I had SIBO. And usually when things happen to my body, I I make space for really figuring out what it is and sharing my experience. You know, IBS and SIBO are things that they're becoming more popular to talk about now. And in fact, they're in some ways kind of becoming a buzz. There's almost an overload of information, a lot of it incorrect about SIBO. And so I was really excited to be able to interview Dr. Kimball and because she's such a great resource on SIBO. And just a personal note, I have SIBO again. Yeah, it sucks. I just saw my doctor, I just saw Dr. Kimball yesterday, and we have a treatment plan in place. And luckily, it doesn't look as bad as the last one. So I might be able to get through this with a course of um, kind of a kill phase and then um, 
a few weeks to a month on a low FODMAP diet. So I've got all of my fingers and toes crossed. I'm, I'm trying to consider different ways that I might share this information. I may write blog posts about it because there's quite a following on my website around um, my SIBO process. Um, so I'll, I'm considering how I want to share all of that, but I'm not going to leave everybody hanging because it's, you know, um, part of the reason that people, that y'all like to find me. So that was the number two most listened to episode, and I'm going to, just so you all know, (laughs) a lot of people, a lot of you contact me because you have SIBO, and you read my website, and you like information, and that podcast, for now, is where I'm going to be sending you, because it's so full of information, and I'm just so grateful that that episode helped so many of you. I've received so many emails from so many people around the country interested in that episode, thanking me for the episode, thanking Dr. Kimball. So I'm really grateful that that landed well. Your number number three favorite episode was episode number four, which was finding or reclaiming your innate resiliency, which was an interview that I did with Elizabeth Rainey. I just love Rainey. Like don't don't I mean yeah I'm glad that was one of your favorite podcasts because she is one of my favorite people and um, yeah that resonate that seemed to really resonate with you and I imagine as highly sensitive people we're always trying to tap into that right you know how do we bounce back how do we tap into or at first create you know a well of resiliency within us that we can tap into when things get a little rough. So that we're not just reacting to all of the things happening to us, but being able to respond with presence. For this episode, then, I will be going through all of the episodes and putting together a bit of a montage of my favorite quotes, the pieces that the interviewee said that just really stood out to me. So I hope you enjoy this little montage, and at the end, I'll come back and talk about a little bit more about what I learned from this season and what you can expect in season two. Enjoy! I'm sure most of us can relate to a few periods in our life where we have that one moment where it's like, okay, it's now. And, I, and you can't go back, right? Like once that door opens, it's like, okay, like I, I'm moving forward. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but I know in my heart it's all going to work out. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but it just felt so right. And it was the first time in my life um, that I was like, I'm here. Like it's all going to come together. What I noticed in my practice is as I developed myself and really built that trust within, it's like we all have everything we need inside of us, but it gets dimmed or kind of the light gets turned down a little bit based on circumstances, you know, stories that we tell ourselves or whatever it may be. And it was like, I learned how through working with you, how to turn the light back on. There's a whole process of germination <laughs> that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't bear you don't plant a seed and then it's a tree the next day. No. And you know, and yeah. sometimes the seed literally needs to germinate a little yeah. bit. And the 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 the, the 
outer environment isn't ready right so the seed gets planted and then it sprouts when it has the right environment mm -hmm. and you know this reminds me too of the work of se and working with trauma is that when we're resourced enough the trauma asks to be healed yeah and i just loved that so here's a beautiful marion woodman mm. quote and she says my flower will not bloom if i yell at it bloom <laughs> yes it just doesn't work that way and yeah. in fact especially you know if we're highly sensitive we'll actually shrink away from that yelling and that insistence but when you start to get to know your body you know you will find that there you'll you'll just move you'll have these urges to move and you'll be like oh that feels as nourishing as it does to eat food when i'm hungry you know how good food tastes when you're really hungry mm -hmm. and there are movements that you will do that it's like oh like this is satisfying some deep urge for sensation that yes. i didn't even know i had yes. and you know, that's that's pleasure I think what what might be a clearer way to articulate that is that white supremacy is sort of like this default coding that we're all like, that uh, we are all um, sort of programmed to run on. Yes. So it's not so much that it functions without individual racists, because the truth is, is that we all, by, by growing up through a white supremacist culture, we are all racist. Got right? it. Like we have racism kind of encoded into us. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's not enough to say, I'm not a racist. You are simultaneously more and less than white supremacy has taught you that taught you that you are. But the truth of who you are, once this, once white supremacy begins to crumble inside of your own blood and bones and guts, the truth of who you are is more exquisitely exquisitely beautiful than you can ever imagine. And also the class that I was studying with actually embodied all of the things that I had been taught about my whole life about how I should feel at church but never felt at church and here I was in this room full of people after a week feeling more unconditional love and understanding and support of who I was as a person than I'd ever felt in my whole life. So the way that I view things is that our body is the only true home we have in this world. Mm -hmm. It is the only home. We can lose everything else, but we are still in our bodies. Even if we lose capacity in our bodies in some way, we're still in our bodies. You're not your back bends. You're not your $200 stretchy yoga pants. You're not this body that every day is dying, you know? Like, don't identify with all that is sparkly and shiny. This is to help you to seek out and identify all the bits and pieces and to learn how to live with them inside of this world. For so long, those of us that have a thinner skin were told that there was something wrong with us, you know? Like we grew up, you know, from a really young age feeling like 
why couldn't we handle all the stuff that everyone else seemed to be able to handle, you know, like all the atrocities going on in the world, all of the, you know, even just some of the, the big emotions that we feel, you know, we were told that there was something wrong with us. And I love that we're moving into a time where that's shifting. We're actually like, actually, <laughs> this is a gift. I have an internal barometer that tells me what's up, you know, like I feel things, be you know, sometimes before anyone around me even senses them. And this is my body, my heart, my cells telling me that the world around me is a little bit fucked up, <laughs> you know? And so I can use this information, I can use these resources, I can use this highly sensitive nature of mine to key into what needs to change, not in me, but around me. That's who I call into my, into my circle. People who feel in their bones that they're being called to do something, but they have no fucking clue how it's gonna work. They don't know where this idea even came from. It's just out of, out, like out there. Mm -hmm. um, but, at, but they've been feeling in their bones for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. That's the, that's the spiritual nonconformist. And um, you know, a spiritual nonconformist is someone who deeply questions the systems that perpetuate scarcity and oppression and inequality and does not want to be taken hostage by um, the cultural conditioning of the day. Yes. You know, like nonconformists really resist that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely to the point where it might even be like okay maybe you're over no it, we just we just naturally it's in our bones and our blood to resist um conformity anything is possible if you're ready for that next step and you're not alone in this like we totally have your back i think of us as like the little fairy godmothers that are like hey let's lock our arms and you know, do this together There is an innate wisdom inside and that you have access to that and that if you trust and are willing to um, do some a little bit of work to access it, it can really change your life and deepen your enjoyment of life mm. and one more piece and this comes from a lot of different mm, teachings but that slow is deep by virtue of you being here alive and living in a body the space inside your skin belongs to you and nobody else gets to determine what is good or bad inside that space only you Oh, that you are enough. Mm. Just as you are, you're enough. Is I want people to know that, that their bodies are not a problem mm. and that they are not a problem. To trust yourself and to trust your evolution. Mm. There's still plenty of time to be all that you are. I would like you to know that you are not alone. Whatever it is you are struggling with, trying to heal from, 
trying to learn, try however you're trying to express yourself, you're not alone. And and you're not alone in the sense that there are people like you out there, but your ancestors are with you. They really are. And those same things you're struggling with are probably things that they struggled with. Um, and there's wisdom and healing and resources to be found in your ancestors. So many pearls of wisdom and everyone that I had on the show. And I really wish that I had all of the hours in the day to comb through all of the shows and and put together a longer montage. But I hope that that was enough for you to kind of, um, you know, take those some of those great moments from the shows and maybe pique your interest into going back into a few shows that you may not have been able to watch yet. I promise to tell you a bit about what I've learned from doing a podcast this season. The first is that I've realized it takes a lot more time and effort to prepare, record, edit, and publish this podcast than I had thought in the beginning. So next season, season, I'm going to be continuing to trim down the show notes. And you may have noticed if you look at the show notes at all that I've been playing with the ways that I do show notes and I've gone so far as to completely transcribe them to doing long bullet lists to really trimming down and just making sure that I include highlights and important links. And I think that's the way I'm going to be going. I noticed that most of you listened to the podcast on third-party apps, so I'm not really sure how many of you are using the show notes. Something that I've seen other podcasters do is put the majority of their notes, you know, using bullet lists, including all the links, in the text for the episode. So that's my goal, is to give you everything that you need in those episode notes. And what I like about that is that means that say you're driving in the car listening to the podcast and you're interested in one of the links, all you have to do is click on that show in your podcast app and all of the links are available for you. The second thing that I've learned is that I really love doing interviews. They really expand my world. You seem to dig them too. I get to interview really fascinating people and expand my thinking, my world, And it seemed like that's really what you enjoyed more of. I liked doing the episodes on my own as well. Although they weren't expansive, it was a really nice format for me to get my thoughts out a bit more straightforwardly than I had in the past in a blog post. I started doing more of those episodes because of some of the feedback I had on my Patreon page. So I'll consider doing those in season two and would love some of your feedback. I've also learned that I need to have clearer notes for these episodes that I do by myself. When I prepare an an interview with someone else, I have a very clear set of notes and questions and direction for the interview, although I'm able to go off script if needed to be able to address what comes up in conversation. For myself, I did the episodes both ways. Sometimes I would have notes in front of me. Other times I just kind of spoke from my heart. I think that they went a little bit better when I had clearer notes. There was just a a greater coherency to them. So I want to make sure that I put all of that in my preparation time. 
And then the last thing that I learned, and this is less of a learning, more of a desire, is that I want to better reward my Patreon supporters. It means a lot to me when I see a donation come in. And so if 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 you can imagine, when I see a donation come in, oftentimes I just get a little reminder on my phone. And for whatever reason, a lot of times uh, donations come in in the evening when I'm, you know, taking care of my one-year-old son. So I'll be taking care of my son and I might just see that notification and I pump my fist in the air and do a little dance and he dances with me. And um, so just so you know that it means a lot, like it really means a lot to know that you're liking this show. And so I want to spend more time on Patreon and really engage with those of you who are loving this podcast. Again, Patreon's not the only way that you can support this podcast. It means a lot to me, just as much, really, if you're able to take the time to go to iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review, an honest review. Please be honest with the reviews. The more that we do that, particularly on iTunes, it allows the podcast to be available and get out to more ears. So that's really, really helpful. As a final reminder, I know I mentioned this in the beginning, but I've created a very short poll on my Patreon page that is public. Anyone can go there where I have some ideas for season two, but I'd really like to get an idea of what my listeners want. So if you have 60 seconds, I'll put the link really high in the show notes. If you can jump over to my Patreon page and just vote what you're really interested in hearing from next year and hearing, sorry, hearing from me next season. Um, And then if you have any comments for the show, I would love to hear those. That helps me make this content more and more relevant for you and do a better job. So I appreciate the time that you would spend doing that. This is all for today. Thank you so much for a wonderful season one. Thank you to all of my interviewees and thank you so much to all of you listeners. You'll hear from me in three weeks. The show will be back season two starting July 2nd. Bye-bye. For information on everything shared here, including show notes and links, visit www.sensitivityuncensored.com forward slash soul of sensitivity.